Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 11.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective. Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Lauren Tucker, Mary McKetty, and Jesse Bell. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. City of Kingston celebrates outstanding volunteers with annual Civic Awards. Six outstanding community volunteers are being recognized with the City of Kingston's esteemed Civic Awards. These annual awards celebrate residents who generously donate their time to the community in areas of culture, heritage, recreation, sports, health, education, environment, safety, or business. The City is honored to celebrate these recipients of the 2023 Civic Awards. First Capital Distinguished Citizen, Linda Colgan. Honorable Achievement, Janice Barling and Marcy McMullen. Youth Volunteerism, Etienne Buji, Sakai Chikozi, and Ravnur Kang. At the heart of volunteering is a selfless desire to build community and make a positive impact on the lives of others, says Mayor Brian Patterson. Each year, I have the privilege of presenting these awards to deserving recipients in Kingston. I am so excited to be announcing this year's winners. We received many incredible nominations with truly inspiring accounts of individuals going above and beyond for their community. Thank you for dedicating your time, energy, and talents to building a thriving and compassionate city. You can learn more about Civic Awards and this year's recipients at City of Kingston Award recipients will be celebrated at a ceremony during the Intercultural Arts Festival on Sunday, September 17th. Watch the City of Kingston's social media channels for updates recognizing each recipient and their significant contributions to the community. The oldest market in Ontario, Kingston Public Market, is now in full swing, celebrating local food and crafts. Kingston Public Market, one of the oldest and most beloved markets in the province, is now being operated by Loving Spoonful on behalf of the City of Kingston. Loving Spoonful is a well-known local charity that works to build community around good local food. The market, located in Springer Market Square in the heart of downtown Kingston, is open every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., rain or shine. The Kingston Public Market has long featured a wide variety of local grown and wholesale produce, baked goods, preserves, artisanal crafts, and more. Visitors can browse stalls selling everything from fresh vegetables and fruit to homemade goods. In addition to supporting local food producers and businesses, the market offers visitors a chance to connect with their community and enjoy the vibrant atmosphere of Springer Market Square. We're thrilled to be working with local producers in the heart of downtown Kingston, says market coordinator Adrienne Chalaternik. This year's market has a diverse range of vendors. We're excited to celebrate a season of fresh food, crafts, and community building. We'll be working with existing and new vendors to revitalize the market and to bring a greater focus on access to local food. For more information about the Kingston Public Market, you can visit kingstonpublicmarket.ca and check for updates on the Kingston Public Market Facebook and Instagram accounts. N95 masks and rapid antigen tests are now available at all cool-down locations in Kingston. Community members who are at risk of developing health complications in areas experiencing poor air quality will be able to receive free N95 masks from any cool-down location in the city of Kingston. N95 masks are supplied by the Ministry of Health in response to the recent and forecasted poor outdoor air quality in relation to smoke from nearby wildfires. Poor air quality, as defined by KFLNA Public Health, is an air quality health index rating of 7 or higher. Along with N95 masks, designated cool-down locations will also distribute COVID-19 rapid antigen tests. Following the wind-down of the Provincial Rapid Antigen Test Program, any community member can pick up free tests at designated cool-down locations in Kingston. You can stay up to date by checking the AQHI for the Kingston region. 
and you can head to the city's website to see a list of cool down locations and learn more about their response to extreme weather. You can also call locations ahead to confirm operating hours and the availability of masks and tests. For the Kingston Frontenac Public Library branches, the number is 613-549-8888. For the City of Kingston Recreation Facilities or Housing and Social Services Administrative Facility, the number is 613-546-0000. Ontario Chamber of Commerce Brief highlights key recommendations to meet Ontario's current and future housing needs. Housing affordability has become a pressing issue impacting communities of all sizes across Ontario. High housing costs are limiting the buying power of households, impacting businesses' ability to attract and retain talent and exacerbating homelessness rates throughout the province. The Government of Ontario has committed to building 1.5 million new homes by 2031 to help mitigate this crisis. This goal will require strategic action and significant collaboration across sectors and all levels of government. Earlier this week, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce released Homestretch, tackling Ontario's housing affordability crisis through innovative solutions and partnerships outlining opportunities for the private, public, and nonprofit sectors to explore innovative partnerships and approaches to address housing affordability and supply, and recommendations to build on successful models. The housing crisis in Ontario has reached a critical point, with significant challenges related to both affordability and supply, said Karen Cross, CEO of the Greater Kingston Chamber of Commerce. Kingston has not been immune to these pressures as rising housing costs are impacting many of our businesses' ability to attract and retain labour. At the same time, higher housing costs leave less income available to spend on other goods and services, which directly affects our community's long-term economic growth. The policy brief provides all levels of government and industry with recommendations under the following themes, labor and demographics, the housing continuum, and infrastructure and land use planning. Key recommendations include continue to establish and deliver an inclusive workforce development and immigration strategies to increase the labor pool needed to build more housing, incentivize the development and preservation of affordable affordable housing options along the continuum, including purpose-built rentals, missing middle, student, nonprofit, cooperative, and supporting housing, support and development and expansion of innovative technologies, data tools, retrofitting, building conversions, as well as mixed use and climate-resilient green housing. The growing mismatch between housing supply and demand in communities across Ontario has made it more difficult for employers to fill labor gaps, particularly as the global competition for talent heats up, said Rocco Rossi, President and CEO of Ontario Chamber of Commerce. To ensure the long-term resilience of our economy, we encourage governments to balance consultation with bold action, such as ending exclusionary zoning and working in partnership with public and private sector partners to address labor shortages. To help inform this brief, the OCC led a series of regional housing affordability roundtables with a diverse range of housing sector stakeholders. The Greater Kingston Chamber of Commerce was proud to have members contributing to the OCC's housing affordability initiative and look forward to working with all levels of government and industry to meet the housing needs of our communities. That's all for your headlines this week, and next up is our Arts Desk with Lauren Tucker. Thanks, Christina. Here's your arts and culture news for the week. Lots of exciting news and events coming out of the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts this week. Following their Chamberfest engagement and now on their 2023 Aurora Tour, the National Youth Orchestra will be giving a concert on July 14th at 7.30pm at the Isabel, featuring Brahms's Violin Concerto in D Major, Opus 77, Jocelyn Morlock's My Name is Amanda Todd, and Mazorsky and Ravel's Pictures at an Exhibition. 
Doors are at 7 p.m. and tickets are $30 for the general public, $27 for staff and faculty, and only $10 for students. The show will also be available for a free live stream through the Isabel's Digital Concert Hall. This ensemble features over 80 of Canada's brightest young classical musicians, so you won't want to miss out. Also at the Isabel this Sunday, July 16th at 7.30pm, the Canadian Chamber Choir presents their show Where the Waters Meet. This choral program features the works from a variety of composers, all of which are inspired by water. Doors are at 7pm and tickets are $25 for general admission or $10 for the live stream. And applications to the Isabel's 2023-2024 Imagine Arts Incubator program are now open until August 20th. This residency supports creation-based work, filming, recording, or streaming initiatives for original works, and socially engaged art projects tackling the issues of time and creative placemaking for community engagement in the arts. To get tickets for any of the shows mentioned or to learn more and apply for this program, you can find it all at queensu.ca slash the Isabel. Also with a weekend full of events, and news, the Agnes Etherington Art Centre will be hosting their exhibition celebration for the opening of Emergence, a recent gift of Indigenous art, on Friday, July, on Friday, July 14th at 6 p.m. Following that, you can stop by on Saturday, July 15th from 1 to 3 p.m. to take part in the sharing and talking circle for the Agnes Reimagine project. Now that schematics are complete and prepared for construction to begin in the spring, everyone is welcome to attend this event and learn more about the project and to share their insights. Then on the same day, from 3.30 to 5 p.m., you can join in to Bulind Leila, Out the Gates Procession, as Agnes honors the Lang Collection of African Art with music, poetry, and dance as the collection is moved to a temporary campus home in preparation for construction. To learn more about the Agnes and these upcoming events as well as the Agnes Reimagined, you can visit agnes.queensu.ca. And stay tuned to the Kingston Curator at 3pm this Thursday for an interview with Agnes Director and Curator Emily Changer about all of this and more. If you're looking for an opportunity to try something new this summer, you can keep a lookout for two classes. You can catch Summer Swing Mondays bi-weekly from 7 to 10pm with the Queen's Swing Dance Club at the Spire. Each night kicks off with a beginner-friendly dance lesson taught by experienced dancers and then you can stick around for two hours of open social dance and practice time. Queen's affiliation is not a prerequisite and all are welcome. Tickets are $5 for students and $10 for community members, and you can visit queensstc.ca to find their Eventbrite link and register now. And every summer Tuesday in Springer Market Square at 6.30pm, you can attend the free salsa in the square lesson in social dance. Instructors will be able to guide you through learning the dance and having fun. No tickets are required and all you need to bring to this dance floor is your energy, spirit, and dance shoes. Again, that's salsa in the square every Tuesday at 6.30pm at Springer Market Square. And new at Kingston's Independent Cinema, The Screening Room, you could visit every Thursday evening and Friday night through to August 3rd for the B-Side Cinema series, bringing you five underrated gems from Hollywood from Hollywood auteurs David Fincher, Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg, Sofia Coppola, and David Lynch, with series host Dan Simpson, PhD student, PhD student and host of Eyebrow Cinema on YouTube. This week, you can catch the Spielberg sci-fi drama AI Artificial Intelligence Thursday at 5.30pm, as well as Christopher Nolan's thriller Insomnia, starring Al Pacino and Robin Williams, Friday at 9.30pm. For a full list of this month's B-side features and for tickets, you can visit ScreeningRoomKingston.com. And last but not least, in film, you can attend the free screening of beloved film 13 Going on 30 in Market Square at 7.30pm this Thursday, July 14th. Admission to these Market Square films is free, so be sure to bring your chairs and blankets to enjoy a movie night under the stars. 
That's all I've got for you on Arts Desk this week. Now I'll turn it over to sports. Good evening. This is Jesse Bell on the CFRC Sports Desk, and this is your sports report for Monday, July 10th, 2023. We'll begin with international soccer news. A disappointing CONCACAF run has come to an end for the Canadian national team as they fell in the semifinals 3-2 to the United States in penalty kicks. A difficult tournament run for a Canadian national team that had been experiencing a great deal of success over the last few seasons. The hope is that this is just a minor setback and the club will be primed and ready to make a deeper run in the 2024 World Cup. Major League Baseball held its prospects draft on Sunday night, and it was the Toronto Blue Jays who would pick up 17-year-old shortstop Arjun Namala with the 20th pick in the first round. Namala, a 17-year-old from Strawberry Crest High School in Florida, is projected as having a great deal of positional versatility. Although his natural position is shortstop, he does have the potential to become a good, hard-hitting third baseman. Only time will tell if this pick will pan out for the Toronto Blue Jays. We finish off our sports report with an update on the Kingston Sharks U19 Football Club. The Sharks hit the road over the weekend, traveling to London to play the London Wolfpack in the Ontario Women's Football League semi-finals. Despite a valiant effort from the weary and road-worn Sharks, the team came up short against the 6-1 top-ranked London Wolfpack, ending their season with a 39-13 loss. We here at CFRC wish to congratulate the Sharks on what was a fantastic inaugural season, and we look forward to more from the team moving forward. This concludes your sports report for Monday, July 10th, 2023. This is Jesse Bell signing off and throwing it over to my main man, Chance, for your community update. Tomorrow night, July 11th, 2023, Kingston City Council will take place from 7 p.m. in the City Hall Council Chamber. The meeting will be aired live on the City of Kingston's YouTube channel, and there will also be approximately 25 spots available in person at City Hall. Measures in tomorrow's agenda include affordable housing development on Barbara Avenue, application for benefits regarding redevelopment of the former prison for women, and arts and recreation reports. Lions Civic Gardens, Gardner's Road next to the Cataraqui Town Center. The City of Kingston and Cataraqui Center are throwing four parties called Friday in the Gardens at Lions Civic Gardens. This new city summer pop-up event features movies, music, and food. The events will run on July 21st, August 4th, and August 18th. These events are family-friendly and admission is free. United Way Kingston is collecting donations of backpacks, school supplies, and funds to set students up for success. The backpack program is coordinated through the United Way KFL&A, with donations from individuals, community businesses, and organizations. The program distributes backpacks and school supplies to ensure that families and children have all they need for a successful school year. In 2022, 1,400 children and youth started the school year with supplies and backpacks. It is estimated that for basic supplies, 
backpack, lunch bag, binders, pens, pencils, and a calculator. The cost per student ranges from $200 to $300 for these supplies. Once supplies are collected, volunteers will start packing backpacks mid-August for distribution through agencies and schools before the new school year begins. The most needed school supplies include backpacks, lunch bags, pens, pencils, rulers, math sets, markers, crayons, scientific calculators, and pencil cases. Gender-neutral colors are encouraged wherever possible. For a full list of recommended items by age group or to donate monetarily, community members can visit www.unitedwayklaca slash backpack program. That's all for now. I'm Chancellor Maracle, and this has been your community update. Now over to Christina Laurie with your campus news. Thank you, Chancellor. This is Christina Laurie coming back in with your campus news. Queens has announced their 2023 Distinguished Service Award winners. Chris Berga, Elizabeth Jane Arrington, Anita Lister, Elspeth Murray, Brenda Reed, and Colette Steer are being recognized for making Queens a better place through their extraordinary contributions. The 2023 recipients of the Distinguished Service Award are a group of community members and leaders who have made a positive change and lasting impact upon Queens University. Recipients are selected by the University Council Executive Committee. The Distinguished Service Award recognizes exemplary service to the university over an extended period of time. I'm so inspired by the amazing work and contributions of this year's Distinguished Service Award recipients. I have often said that Queens is not just my university or your university, it's actually our university. And so it is only through our combined efforts that Queens will continue to be a place where excellence lives, says Executive Committee Vice Chair Marcus Wong. On behalf of University Council, congratulations and thank you for everything you have done, continue to do, and will do for Queens. The 2023 recipients of the Distinguished Service Awards are Chris Berga, a trusted associate of five Queen's principals since 1978, who has provided critical support to senior leadership and played an integral role in a multitude of operations. She is a shining example of service, loyalty, integrity, commitment, and dedication to the betterment of the university. Elizabeth Jane Arrington, a professor in the Department of History since 1996 and an inspiring academic leader, Arrington has made enduring contributions to graduate supervision, department in the university service, pioneering work in community engagement, path-breaking scholarship, and influence on the academy as a whole. Anita Lister, departmental manager of the biomedical and molecular sciences and a dedicated staff member since 1978. Lister has proven to be a critical facilitator of growth in undergraduate programming in the Faculty of Health Sciences, who is wholly committed to the learning experience of all students. Elspeth Murray, Director of the Center for Entrepreneurship, Innovation, and Social Impact, and Professor at the Smith School of Business. Dr. Murray is an innovative thinker and pioneer who created and prioritized entrepreneurial opportunities for students, changing the landscape of business education at Queens and across the country. Brenda Reed, Head Librarian for the Faculty of Education. Reed is dedicated to ensuring ensuring that students have access to the resources they need, has provided leadership and guidance in learning and research services, and cares deeply about the success of students, staff, and community members. Colette Steer, Manager at Graduate Experience for the School of Graduate
graduate studies and postdoctoral fairs, Steer's roles have included recruiter, event innovator, communications expert, member of the board of trustees, and tireless name reader at convocation ceremonies. Involved in all aspects of the graduate student experience, Steer has worked to ensure every opportunity for the success of each graduate student at Queens. Inaugurated by the University Council Executive Committee in 1974, the Distinguished Service Award recognizes individuals who have made the university a better place through their exemplary service and extraordinary contributions. The University Council was established by statute in 1874 and is one of the three governing bodies of Queen's University. All elective members are elected by and from Queen's alumni. The University Council serves as both an advisory and an ambassadorial body to the university as a whole and is responsible for the election of the Chancellor. For Queen's students, you have a few deadlines coming up. Coming up on the 15th will be the first day to apply and Solis to graduate in fall 2023. That is all for your campus news update today and next up is Dino with weather and traffic. Thanks so much, and now it's time for the CFRC weather report. Tonight we're expecting increasing cloudiness with a low of 19 on Thursday, mainly cloudy with showers beginning in the morning and a risk of thunderstorm in the afternoon amounting to 10 to 15 millimeters and a high of 25. Thursday night cloudy with a 70% chance of showers and a low of 18. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud and a 30% chance of showers with a high of 26. Cloudy that evening with a 30% chance of showers and a low of 17. Cloudy with a 60% chance of showers all day on Saturday and Saturday night. High of 26 during the day, low of 18 at night. And the outlook for Sunday is cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a high of 26. And a 40% chance of showers that evening with a low of 17. And now it's time for the City of Kingston CFRC traffic report. Motorists, cyclists, and pedestrians can expect road closures this week at Dunkirk Avenue from Alfred to Fergus, Lower Brewers Swing Bridge, King Street from Brock to Clarence, King Street from Place to Arms to the Tragically Hip Way, Market Street from Ontario to King, Ontario from Brock to Clarence, Sydenham Street from Queen to Princess, 
Union Street from Sir John A. to Gardner, Union Street from Sir John A. to Alwington, University Avenue from Union to Earl, and Wright Crescent from the south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace Road. The Cham Memorial parking lot is still under construction. Parking is available at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages. The Robert Bruce Memorial Parking Garage second level, however, will be closed from July 4th for approximately two weeks to conclude the structural maintenance and renewal of waterproofing materials. Other road delays expected include Bath Road at Queen Mary, Bay Ridge Drive from Woodbine to Cataraqui Woods, Highway 15 from Maine to Highway 2, Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, Jackson Mills from 1859 Jackson Mills to Burbrook, Sand Hill Road from Boundary to 3058 Sand Hill, and Taylor Kidd Boulevard from Collins Bay to 100 meters west of Collins Creek Bridge, and the Rideau Trail from Queen Mary to Park Ray remains closed. To replace the sanitary main. And now over to Mary with this week's events calendar. Thanks so much. I'm Mary McKetty and this is your events calendar for the week. This week, I'm giving my full attention to your live music lineup because we've got some amazing acts in and around the city. For your live music lineup this week, I'm featuring performances by Billy Kirchin, Customer Service, Fit for an Autopsy, Raspberry Jan, Jupiter Hollow, and Taking Balfour. This Wednesday, Grammy-nominated guitarist and singer-songwriter Billy Kirchin performs from 8 to 10 p.m. at Hotel Wolf Island, located at 1237 County Road 96. Billy is a traditional rock and roll, blues, bluegrass, Texas Western Swing and California Honky Tonk Sensation with over 40 years in the industry. Joining him on stage is local legend Craig, Rocky Roberts, and friends who all bring their unique rootsy sound to the show. Tickets are $35 and you can purchase yours online at hotelwolfisland.com events. Don't forget to check Wolf Island Ferry Times at yferry.ca and that's wiferry.ca before heading out. Also on Wednesday, Halifax-based customer service is live starting at 8pm at the mansion located at 506 Princess Street. Customer service is an indie emo band stepping away from the East Coast to host part of their Canadian summer tour here. Joining them are special guests, singer-songwriter Frank Ryan, experimental band The Get Alongs, and rock band Percocet Blonde. Tickets are $10 and you can purchase yours online at eventbrite.ca and that's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot C-A. Coming up on Thursday, KPP Concert Singer and Grind co-present Fit for an Autopsy from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Broom Factory, located at 305 Rideau Street. Fit for an Autopsy are a legendary American death Core band hailing all the way from New Jersey for part of their North American tour. Joining them are American metalcore band The Acacia Strain and hardcore metal band Esquela Grind. You can purchase your tickets for around $34 and find more information online at ticketscene.ca. Doors open at 6.30pm so make sure to get there early. Also on Thursday, the Mac Gallery Residency presents musical duo Raspberry Jan live from 5 to 7pm at the Mac Gallery, located at 191 King Street East in Gananoque. Composed of Juno-nominated children's artist Gary Raspberry, and extraordinary accordionist Jane LeClaire, Raspberry Jan is a new creative project that brings together artistry and education in the name of innovation and exploration. You can join this duo for their live performance and a reception by heading to macgallery.ca, and that's M-A-K gallery.ca. Your last live music feature happens this Saturday, with Jupiter Hollow and Taking Balfour performing live starting at 7pm at the Overtime Sports Bar, located at 1677 Bath Road. Jupiter Hollow is a Barry-based progressive metal band joined by Taking Balfour, a progressive rock and metal band based out of Guelph. Their special guest hails all 
the way from Northern Wales, a four-piece indie rock band called Chasing Shadows. Tickets are $15 in advance and $20 at the door. To purchase a ticket in advance and find more information about this show, visit takingbalfour.com slash shows. And that's taking B-A-L-F-O-U-R dot com slash shows. There aren't any other events lined up for your calendars, but I want to thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. This week, CFRC invites you to check out the Memorial Center Market. The market is open every Sunday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Memorial Center. There's a great variety of crafts, snacks, and activities for friends and family. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, and Queen's University Career Services. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next.